This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What's up? Welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am your main chick, Stacey Ray, and I am thrilled to be bringing you another episode today. This is episode number 28 with Megan Barker. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, where we start conversations that empower you and help you move forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life that you know you want. So for the show notes of this episode, anytime, you can simply go to WeAreLadyAlpha.com forward slash 28. We love to hear from you. So get over on that page. There's the contact information there for Megan or myself. So if you love the episode, if you have a question or something that you want to share, like an insight that you got out of it, feel free to reach out. This isn't just about the podcast. You know, you can actually connect with us in real life too. And I know that Megan and myself absolutely love that. So there's also some show notes, like just different points to listen for throughout the episode on that page, which is a great way to really learn and actually have this stuff stick is if you follow along through the episode. So I kind of try to make those show notes a little interesting for you. So, (laughs) you know, so get over there. It's always the best place to kick it. And of course, my contact info is there for a reason. If you want to hear something on this show in the future, if there's like a topic that you want covered or somebody that you're like, "Ah, I would love it if you would have a chat with this person, or if you want to be on the show, then reach out to me and we'll make that happen. So this conversation is so amazing, especially if you are in the beginning stages or you're in the blossoming phase of your business, maybe in the first two years, there are so many tips and honest shares about what it's really like and how to actually keep moving forward. And what I really love about Megan is she's really honest and really just real about it. And so you're going to get a lot out of this episode if you are a creative entrepreneur or if you have an idea and you've been really wanting to put it into the world and now is the time to begin. Um, you know, you're definitely going to grab a pen and paper and you're probably going to want to reach out to Megan too because she's super approachable, super awesome. And I know that she can share so much more with you guys, even than she did in this episode. And there's so much in this episode. So I want to tell you a bit more about Megan before we jump into this. She is a business and empowerment coach for women entrepreneurs and compassion-based business owners who want to make a positive impact and income while doing what they love. And she works with people one-on-one to really overcome the obstacles and accomplish your business goals so that you can increase your profits and fulfillment while gaining more freedom and empowerment in your life. And she's really passionate and you get that from her as soon as you start listening to her about really helping women become their own boss and design success on their own terms. So I know you guys are going to absolutely love her. She's super lovely and a total powerhouse. So yes, without further ado, let's get into this conversation. Hey, Megan, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so excited to have you on the show. And I know you are local, same city as me. So we're both enjoying the nice sunny weather today. Um, why don't you give us a little look behind the scenes of your everyday life? What's going on in your life these days? Yeah. um, First, thank you so much for having me. I love your show, so I'm super happy to be here. Um, I'm always doing a little bit of everything, so my day-to-day is always changing. Um, At the moment, I have been working on the second launch of my 60-Day Business Evolution, um, which is my online program for women entrepreneurs who are just kind of in the startup process of their business. Um, And when I'm not doing that, I'm also working pretty closely with my sister, Shauna, who has her uh, nutrition company, Synergy Nutrition. And then I also do two days a week helping out at a nutrition store that she manages. Nice. 
Awesome. And I know that you're really into nutrition as well. So we will, we'll chat a little bit on that stuff as well. Just awesome. And I've seen you have a cat. Is that right? Yes, I am a big cat lover, well, big animal lover in general, but um, I have a special place for cats and their weirdness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. I love it. Awesome. Yeah, so I was so excited to have this combo with you too, because I know a lot of the listeners are, you know, either wanting to start a business or they're in that first two years. So we're going to pick your brain a little bit today. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds so let's back it up a little bit though. How did you get into this? Like, where did you, you know, find the love for, you know, business and empowerment coaching and working with women? Where did this all come into for you? Yeah. Um, well, it kind of happened by accident. It was really random. Um, I had been working many years full time. I was always in like the sales and uh, customer service industry. So I was doing management um, at a retail store And I did a lot of the like hiring and training process. So I guess you could say I've always had a love of training and development and coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was always bouncing between school as well. I took so many different things and I just, I had no idea how it was all going to connect. I was just kind of following my curiosity and taking different courses as I went along. Um, But the last course that I took, it was all about self-employment and how to start your own business. And that was really like uh, the launch for me to get started. And as soon as I finished that program, um, I had like four different people at once asking me to be their business partner. And I was like, okay, well, (laughs) I can't be a business partner (laughs) to everybody at once, but um, I wanted to find a way that I could help multiple people at the same time. And so I started to just divide up my time in the areas that I could help them with and just help them get their business off the ground. Um, So it kind of started with friends and family, especially with my sister. I spent almost a full year with her um, and her nutrition company, Synergy Nutrition. She wanted to bring it all online. So she was doing really well, but she wanted to have the freedom to travel and uh, really work from anywhere. So I spent a full year doing a whole bunch of stuff with her, like from filming and editing and helping her get familiar with social media. Um, And as I was doing that, I had more people asking me for help, and it just kind of spread through word of mouth, really. Um, And I just kind of went with it. And I thought I should turn this into a business. I love that. Hmm. I didn't know that your sister was, was into nutrition as well. So this is really cool. I'm learning a lot about you at the same time. It's kind of the point of these interviews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay, cool. So, and what did you personally notice? Like, you know, when you were turning this into a business, did you start to see some of those, you know, those hurdles that we all hit as entrepreneurs or, you know, like, did you start mm-hmm. to hit some of those and then kind of put together some of the ways that you work with people now? Or how did you learn some of these different obstacles? Um, Yeah, well, I was really scared, um, especially with like sharing my voice or just even writing a blog was scary for me. Um, I've always been a very, very private person. Um, And so as I was doing this, um, I didn't really know what the end goal was. I just knew I really, really enjoyed helping people through the startup process. Um, And then I one of my close friends asked me at the time, you know, what is it that you enjoy doing? Like, what kind of business would you like to start? Um, 
And that's really when a light bulb went off and I kind of thought, you know, this is what I enjoy doing. And uh, as soon as I made that connection, I, I rushed into starting my first website, which at the time it was called Megan Media Design. Um, and I just totally rushed it because uh, I didn't want to lose my courage. So I just started. <laughs> I <love it. laughs> yeah, I just started up and there was lots of mistakes. I was doing so many different things at once. I totally relate to what you're saying. I'm like, I've so done that. I've done too many things at once and been like, you know, oh my God. But I think that that's such a valuable learning experience, what you just described. And I'm sure that that's what makes you so great at what you do now, you know, is that you can see that starting point and how important it is for you to really, I guess, and you, you tell me, cause you're the expert here, like, you know, mm-hmm. creating a plan even before we launch the website or launch the business yeah. so that you're super clear, you know, like, yes. <laughs> and that's, that's what I didn't do. I was just like, Oh my God, I love doing this. I'm going to start my website. I'm going to learn how to do this and launch it. And, um, I really enjoyed doing like all the hands-on stuff. Like I was doing a bit more of like VA virtual assistant stuff and like getting people started on social media Mm. and actually like creating their accounts for them and doing posts for them and then kind of handing them off and training them after that. Um, and I just noticed that I was getting burnt out doing too many things and it was very, very time consuming. Yeah. So that actually, like I did a year of that and that's when I hired my own business coach and I was like, I need help really narrowing down what it is that I love doing the most Mm -hmm. and like what my niche is and where I want to stand out. Um, and that's where she helped me do my first rebranding and I shifted to just coaching because I found that's really what I loved doing the most. Yeah. and so she helped me change my name to Coaching by Megan. And then uh, I just completely changed my website and made a proper plan. And that was really the missing link for me. I found that after that, I had a lot more balance in my life, in my work life and personal life. Yes, I love that. And maybe we can speak to that for a second too, because I think that that's so powerful. And I have met so many women, myself included, that we are multifaceted. I think we're all kind of multi, we're so good at, we can do lots of things. And I think as women, we're naturally more of that high level multitasker, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's where we're going to shine. And I've met so many women lately that are super overwhelmed. Oh, something just fell off my bookshelf. (laughs) I'll I'll have to take a look at what book that was, because maybe that was meant to be. Um, you know, and so like, what do you commonly see in some of the the women that you work with? Like, um, you know, that are feeling overwhelmed in their business or, you know, or feeling like they're just doing so many things. Like what would be kind of like a starting point that maybe you would point them in the direction of? Yeah, I find just getting their ideas out like on paper or even just hearing themselves talk, um, Like I find like my coaching approach is I don't really tell people what to do. I ask a lot of questions and I listen. Um, I always say like they tell me what they want to do and then I just help them make sure it actually gets done. Um, So through planning and actual accountability and also I find like you mentioned with the overwhelm and doing too many things at once, 
What I love doing is after a conversation with them after a session, I put it into a really clear, easy to follow action list that is in their own words. And I just put it in a step by step process so that they know what they need to do throughout the week. And then I follow up with them in between sessions through email. That's so good. Yeah. And I love that that you just spoke to that because I know there's a lot of business coaches that are kind of like more consultants that they just tell you what to do versus actually getting to your own answers. So I love that. That's so powerful. (laughs) So what are some of the common obstacles that you see, you know, in that first two years of business with some of your clients? Are there any common threads that we should we should all be we can all normalize for each Uh, other? (laughs) um, Well, I find just the getting starting the getting started process is what stops so many brilliant people. Um, They either think that they're not good enough or that they don't have anything important to say um, or that they don't have enough of a formal education to like share their creativity. And so a lot of it is um, breaking through that mindset that actually, no, you do matter and sharing your story is important and the things that you do and say does make a difference and that you don't need permission to get started. You don't need someone else to tell you that you're worthy to pursue your passion or to follow your creativity. Um, So really just getting through that first hurdle of building the confidence to actually share and because it's scary starting a business. It's very vulnerable And even like having a blog or sharing your opinion on anything is really putting yourself out there to the world. But that's why I think it's so important to have a strong why. So that's really one of the first things I start with is finding the purpose behind their passion. And when you have a really strong why, all of those other things kind of fade away, like worrying about what people are going to think or say. Um, It seems a lot less important when you've connected that to, okay, actually, this is the difference that I want to make. And this is how I want to make it. And my business matters. So yeah, I'd say that's um, the number one. And then after that, it's, (laughs) I find battling procrastination. I hear it constantly um, from my clients, you know, they say, you know, I've gone a year and I've been procrastinating and I feel like it's ruining my business. And that's usually their breaking point when they they finally hire a coach and it's like, you know what, I can't do this alone and I need someone to help push me along and guide me through the difficult times. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd say that's a really big one as well, procrastination. Yeah, totally. And I love what you said about, you know, even the courage to start. And like, I know a lot of um, the process is really like we prepare, you know, we get stuck in that mm-hmm. preparation and that perfection, you know, and we get so caught up in that. And, um, you know, <laughs> I wonder if you see this sometimes like in your clients or just as you're, you know, interacting with women that are in that first two years, like, you know, where we want to get the graphics perfect and we want to get, mm-hmm. you know, all of these sort of external things really perfect but yeah, yeah, you know, it takes us a year to do that kind of thing. Oh my God. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like if I would have waited for my website to be perfect before I launched it, I would have never launched it. Yeah. Um, so that's like a really good learning experience to realize that the idea isn't going to come out perfect. You're not going to birth this business and it's going to be amazing right away and that you have to really be patient and trust that it's going to evolve into greatness and that that's not something that happens overnight despite what social media may like it seems like it happens like that for so many people 
um, where it's just like an instant success. But, you know, it, it takes so much time and to really trust and be patient. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that, Megan. That's so true. And it's been so true for me, too. And I just, you know, I just really think that we got to be okay with things being imperfect in the beginning, or, you know, especially if we're, um, I think you listened to the last episode with them, um, or the one before that with Sarah about trailblazing, like how she says, you know, oh my God. it's so good, you know, how like, we so tend, good. we tend to have a visual of how great we want it to look. And so if, especially mm-hmm. if it's a new business where it hasn't been done before, it's a new idea. And it's like, we have this way we want it to look, but then sometimes it doesn't yeah. look that perfect at first. So we get yeah. discouraged. But I know for mm-hmm. me, like my coach was like, okay, it's time to publish. You know, my site was not ready. Like we are lady alpha was totally not what it even is now. And it's still evolving, you know, but yeah. I just really just had to start, you know? So I yeah. love that you said that. Cause that's so powerful. You know, sometimes we can get so caught up in the little details and you know, there's so much power in just beginning and, and going and learning as we go, you know, and changing as we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just like trusting yourself. And, you know, there's so much advice out there being thrown at you constantly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's great to work with a coach. It's great to talk to friends and family. But at the end of the day, I always say go with your gut and that you know best, like nobody is going to know best. And it you really have to trust yourself to make those big decisions. Yes, so good. So like, and for you, as you've been building out this business and now supporting clients, doing all this stuff, like, um, obviously you trusted your gut. Cause I don't see a lot of other people doing quite what you're doing. You're, you know, you've got a unique way that you're doing it, which I love seeing cause you clearly are trusting your gut going on your own yeah. idea, you know? So have you along the way, have you found that you've gotten any like, you know, people's opinions fired off at you or like criticism or anything like that? Or has it been pretty even keel? Um... No, I find the most criticism that I get is from myself being yeah, hard. Right. <laughs> you know, just being like, who are you thinking that you can be a coach? Like, what do you know? You know, those, those voices that come in. And really, that was more at the beginning. And I was like, well, you know what? I feel like this path chose me. And I didn't come out with this idea that I wanted to be a business coach. It was more so it evolved on its own because people were coming to me for advice. So I was like, you know what? They are choosing me. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to actually go with this and turn it into a business and, you know, just embrace the results that I get with my clients and let that speak enough for itself that, you know, I'm helping someone, I'm getting results and I need to really feel good and embrace that. Cause you know, I think a lot of, um, times when you're just starting out you can think um just that discouragement from getting started and then especially like I'm very lucky to have very supportive friends and family um I come from a family of entrepreneurs so this was like no surprise for them they're just like right on like we have your back a hundred percent um but I know that not everyone has that and that's really what I want to help people with as well is Um, even coming from a supportive family and having great friends, I still can have doubts. And so I can only imagine with people who maybe don't have the most supportive partners or they don't have a supportive family and they have people criticizing them. I just want to really have their back and be like, no, actually you are amazing and you do have something valuable to share and that maybe you're just surrounded by the wrong people. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's so powerful. Yeah, because we know that a lot of dreams get squished by the people in our lives or circumstances and things like that, you know, so to keep persevering. I love that. And Mm -hmm. um, there was something that you just said there that I really wanted to unpack. And now I'm, I kind of got swept away in what you just said. (laughs) It was so good. Um, You know, like, I just, I really love that you are really being real about what it takes to start a business and some of the things that will come up inevitably, you know, because it Mm -hmm. just normalizes it. We all experience, you know, the, the doubts or those feelings of like, I'm not sure if I can do this or who am I to do this. And I always think too, it's like, you know, that ripple effect of, you know, if you do go out there and like, let's say you had, you know, 10 clients, it's like those 10 clients are going to go out there. And I know you, you tend to work with more people who have, you know, really compassion focused businesses, businesses that want to really make an impact in the world. It's like those 10 businesses go out and because they had the support or the, you know, the clarity or the actionable accountability and all of these different things, they can go out and make that impact. So it's like the ripple effect of us stepping into what we're here to do and then being able to like really get over the the fears or the doubts and really yeah. be able to stand in it. It's like you have no idea the ripple effect of that in the world. Yeah. You know? So exactly. I I think that's really helpful to focus on too. It's like, it's not just about us. It's about the people that we support and about the impact that we make, you know? And I love that you said when you birth your business, because I was like, yeah, you're working with women. So it's like, we're like, you know, we're in this gestation phase of like growing this business. And I feel like you're like, you're like the business midwife. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I love that too. That's so good. Awesome. Yeah. it's going back to the birthing thing too. It just reminded me that a lot of the times, like just how women can get postpartum depression. I feel like after that process of, you know, putting your idea out into the world, you can get a bit down. Like there's lots of ups and downs and you're like, Oh, okay. I just put all of this work into this project. I put it out and now crickets. I'm not Mm -hmm. hearing anything. Mm -hmm. And you can go through like, a period of just feeling like it didn't work. Um, and I always just say, you know, sometimes you don't see the difference that you're making right away. And that it's, again, it takes time. And I have noticed with women, um, that I've helped that it's like this roller coaster ride of going up to the top, launching the business, and then just kind of screaming again of just <laughs> what's, what's going to happen? Like my totally. and that, and just, again, to be patient and trust the journey and to allow room to make changes as you go. Yeah, that's such a good analogy of the roller coaster, like getting up to the top and then ah, yeah. <laughs> like all the way down. That's so funny. Yeah. Like, totally relatable. So relatable. That's awesome. Um, and I, I think a lot of us think that we're alone in some of these, you know, these experiences and not a lot of people are talking about it. So I love hearing more people speak to, you know, just the normal processes that we go through when we are launching an idea into the world. And, and if it's our idea, it sometimes feels a little bit more vulnerable, hey, like than if it's just, you know, a business or something, or you're just selling a product or something. But when it's our voice, our ideas, yeah. it, it definitely can feel on the more vulnerable side. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always say like, it's going to be scary, but to just do it scared. Um, mm-hmm. Because I found that leading up to the start of my business, and I share all of this on my website. It's one of my first blogs that I wrote was my quarter life breakthrough. Um, because when I hit 25, all of a sudden, 
it was like, I felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders and thinking that I needed to be this and that and all these other different ideas of success that were not my own. And just to know that um, it's all in the process and that getting help and actually talking out what you're going through makes such a big difference. It really does. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Like giving a voice to it. Cause sometimes I've really noticed this in my own life. I tried to do this for years and I've been working a lot with this now with some of my clients too. It's like, you know, when we try to like ignore the fear <laughs> and like pretend it's not there, it just kind of like keeps showing up. Or if there's something going yeah. on and we're, you know, we're having all these thoughts rolling around in our head and we just try to like step over them, it can kind of cause a little bit of havoc. But when we actually just like voice them, like what you said, like just yeah. give, a, give a voice to them, allow them to come through and just acknowledge them and like love yourself through it. You know, like there's just... We don't need to yeah. pretend that it's not there. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like I still get scared. It's just the only difference now is that I just, I do it scared and that um, I trust that it's never as scary as I'm making it out to be in my head. Yeah. And I, that um, just the more you do it, the more you practice, the, um, the easier it will get in a sense of just, you'll it will get easier with being uncomfortable and just embracing new experiences. Totally. I love that. I might quote you on that. Like, you know, it's okay to be scared, but just do it scared. <laughs> you know, I'll find the exact yeah. thing that you said in there and quote you on it. Cause I really like that. I think that's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. Um, yeah. I mean, another thing that I, I often hear from clients or just even friends talking is I hear a lot of shame and stigma around if you are having a negative emotion. Um, so they'll be like, oh, you know, I shouldn't feel bad or I shouldn't be upset because if you think about it, like so many people have it worse. And I do understand, like, it's so good to be grateful for what we have, but I also don't believe in dismissing our emotions yeah. because they're negative. Because really, if we did that with our positive emotions, it would sound like, oh, you know, I had a really great day today, but I shouldn't be that happy because other people have it better. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, that makes sense. So I, I don't believe in just sweeping the negative emotions under the rug and just to keep it all positive. I think that there is so much wisdom in listening to what our negative emotions have to say. Yeah, so good. And I love that you approach this with such a, you know, a whole look at the human experience, you know, because launching a business is a big deal. It's not just our professional life. It does influence how we feel on a personal level and it brings up all kinds of stuff. So I love that you're bringing all of this together because it really does shine a light for us to be more empowered in launching a business and bringing it to life. It's so great. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So let's like, let's segue a little bit. I want to hear more about you and like some of the things that you do personally to show up in your business and to be radiant. And like, I know that you're into nutrition and stuff like that. So like, what are some of the things or like the practices or like daily routines that you love, uh, that really help you show up and feel at your best? Yeah. Um, well, I really, I look at my business kind of like a garden. I love gardening. So I like comparing the two. Um, I plant a lot of seeds, different ideas. And for me so much, um, I'm, I noticed such a big difference when I actually I went vegan around the same time that I launched my first website. 
And that really, it gave me such a boost in like mental focus and energy and also gave me a sense of urgency. So I find that what I eat, it really has a big impact on my productivity in my business and then also in my overall confidence. Um, I just found that it's funny because my core values have always stayed the same, like from before I was vegan to now, like my beliefs, I've always loved animals. I've always believed in it, like a nonviolent world and peace and compassion. And really the only thing that changed for me was my actions. I wanted to align my actions with those beliefs. And when I did that, I just, I felt such a big shift in um, just my sense of purpose and energy in in actually accomplishing the things that I wanted to do in my business and and really knowing that um, every little bit makes a difference and bringing that compassion into my mission. Um, so that's, again, it's part of my why is like bringing compassion into the business world. Um, along with that, I have lots of support, again, from my family and then also from my own business coach as well. That really helps me stay on track with the like all the day to day stuff that goes on in a business. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so do you do you find that you always like to have a business coach? Is that something because I know a lot of coaches, they like to have coaches. So I'm just curious. Is that something that you like to keep on all the time? Not always. It's really it's when I start to feel a bit lost and um, need accountability. I find mm-hmm. accountability goes a long way. Um, it's something that when you work for yourself, it's really easy to let like deadlines slide and to kind of lose track of the days and like what are like the tasks that need to be finished. And so I usually hire a business coach like once or twice a year is when I need like that extra boost. And then I'm usually good for the next little while. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind of how you work with people too? Or how does it, how do you typically work with somebody if they were to hire you? Um, yeah, so it varies um, for each client. Uh, each one of my programs is very customized. <clears throat> I really don't believe in any like cookie cutter processors, processes. Um, with each client, I treat it as a very unique situation and their business is very unique. So like even my 60 day business evolution, that's probably the most, the most structured one. Um, but even then it's more of an outline and they still have like so much freedom and creativity to like move the modules around each week and to start working on the things that they want to work on. Um, and even though like the booklets are pre-made, I go in and I customize it based on each client. So, you know, I have some clients that I work with. I mean, I've only been doing this for two years, so we'll see um, as time goes on. But I do have clients that will come back after six months or a year and they're ready for like more coaching or more help in a specific area. Um, But then I've also had clients where, you know, they just need a single session. They just need help with one specific thing. Um, And then they just will do single sessions whenever they need it throughout the year. 
Awesome. Yeah. I was curious because I, I want to go back to what you were talking about nutrition and stuff, but I was like, okay, I want to learn more about this and how you work with mm-hmm. people. Cause I'm, you know, being a coach, I love to work with a coach as well. I see that as like something and that I always need, but it's like different, right? If it's a business coach mm-hmm. or something. So I, I love hearing that. I'm always curious about that. Um, so let's go back to when you were sharing about when you went vegan and, and how that really boosted your energy too, because I think a lot of us tend to, when we get busy or we're building a business or we're stressed, you know, it's really easy to start just grabbing the quick stuff or thinking, Oh, it's okay. I'll just start on Monday or like, you know, like there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on and, um, too much coffee. I hear that one all the time, you know, um, that's something I've had to reel in for myself over the years for sure. Uh, you know, what was like, what was the biggest thing that you found in changing your nutrition now? Like that you, cause I, I see it as almost like a, it is an act of self-love. Absolutely. You know, Mm -hmm. you're choosing to nourish yourself and you're also choosing your, you know, based on your values in the world and choosing to honor that. Um, but like, what do you notice on a day-to-day basis? I guess I'm asking, like, you know, when you're going throughout your day and you're like getting busy and it would be easy to like, you know, just eat whatever, um, versus eating yeah. like how you truly want to eat. Like, how do you keep that in sync with what you want? Um, well, I still have days where I eat whatever. I mean, it's always going to be vegan, but like I have lots of chocolate yeah, and I got it. just like different vegan treats that I keep in the house. Um, but it definitely helps having a sister who is a nutritionist yes. and a raw food educator. Um, so I do know that not everybody has that. And that's one of the reasons why in my programs, I include a seven day meal plan, um, cool. that my sister created for women entrepreneurs. It's called eating for success. Awesome. Um, so she has that for her clients, but then I also include that as an added bonus because I do think it makes such a big difference. And for people who don't have a family member who is an expert in this, um, it can be kind of overwhelming and you don't really know what to eat and how. Um, But for me, it just comes down to keeping like healthy snacks around me. I will eat whatever is in the house. So I'm just more conscious when I'm going grocery shopping with what do I want to surround myself with? What foods am I going to be grabbing at? Um, as far as coffee goes, I love coffee. I love the smell of coffee. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to stick to decaf because it just makes me way too jittery. Um, but I've been loving matcha. I drink a lot of matcha instead and yeah. tea. Yeah, I love matcha too. And it's interesting because I've, I've spoken to a lot of people about matcha and they much prefer it. Like they find that they don't get as jittery or they don't have those crashes mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's totally a good option for sure. Yeah. How do you like to drink yours? I like it with lots of almond milk. I like the matcha lattes and then with just a little bit of sweetener. Nice. And I find it just, it's so tasty and that I don't get the crash. Um, again, like I still prefer coffee. <laughs> yeah. um, there's just nothing that beats coffee. Um, but I enjoy the taste and then I enjoy how it makes me feel a lot better. So Awesome. I made like yeah. a matcha lemonade. Uh, last summer and it was so dynamite. I think I'm definitely going to make it again this summer. Like just made, like a simple good. like natural lemonade and then added the matcha in there and it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, just a little summer jolt, you know? Yeah. Not too That's bad, perfect. not too bad. So I would love to hear about, you know, 
more about you and like how you work with people. Cause I think there's a lot of components to what you do and yeah. maybe we could hone in on like a couple things maybe that you have in your 60 day evolution, your business evolution course, or like <laughs> something that you think would be super helpful for people who are, you know, in that first two years or even like, you know, in the idea phase and the courage gathering their courage phase. Yeah. Um, you know, like what are some of the things that you think, um, now that you have been in business for two years too, that are so valuable or things that you must, you know, you must learn or you must explore. Yeah. Um, planning is a big one. Um, writing down your plan and actually seeing a visual. Um, I find that writing it down, it makes it so much easier to actually visualize the process that you want to achieve. Um, so that's a really big one. And I find that um, to start with the tools that you already have, I find that can you can get really caught up with the technology and having all the latest gadgets and things. But at the end of the day, if you are in that beginning process, all you really need is a pen and paper and maybe some Wi-Fi. Um, like it depends on what the business is, of course. But I find really getting your thoughts down and I always start with, um, like, again, I start with coming back to really defining what success means to you because it is different for everyone. And you want to make sure that the goals that you're accomplishing are the ones that you actually want. Um, and so after that, like with the 60 day business evolution week one, again, they can like change around the weeks and really decide what they want to start with. But week one is generally pinpointing their target markets and creating their ideal clients and finding their niche. Um, with my clients, I really don't want to help them fit in. I, I want to help them stand out in their industry and really um, turn up the volume on what makes them different and embrace those things because that's really, that's what's going to help them stand out and attract their ideal clients. Um, and then throughout the different weeks, you know, um, connecting their business to a bigger purpose, uh, branding, blogging, like getting on social media. And then again, the last one is um, all about sales because every business, it needs to sell. And that's actually one of my biggest strengths um, is sales and selling. And so that is one of the final ones. And then the very last module, week eight is called You're the Boss, and it's just all it. up to you. You're the boss, so you run the show. You tell me what you want to learn or what um, you want to dive deeper into. I love it. Cool. Yeah. One of the things that I've, I've been having a few conversations with girlfriends lately that are, you know, in the process of like launching their business and stuff and deciding on, you know, who, who their target market is like designing that mm -hmm. kind of avatar and stuff. And you said something earlier that really jumped out to me when you said, you know, people kept coming to me for this. Mm -hmm. Do you find that that's kind of a part of that? Like, is it, you know, looking at what people generally come to you for? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I find that those are some really big signs to listen to and pay attention to is, you know, what do people ask you for? What kind of problems do you solve? Even if you're just starting with friends and family, like do people ask your advice in a certain area or people constantly asking you to paint something for them or create cartoons? Like it really depends on what it is or make them clothing um, and to really follow, you know, what you're passionate about, but also what are people coming to you for? Um, I'm lucky. I really, I don't spend a lot of money on marketing because I find that when I started off, 
it was really word of mouth. Like I had coaching clients before I even started my, my business. And so, um, I had clients first and then I launched my business. And then really I find that instead of spending a bunch of money on attracting, um, people that I don't know, I, I nurture the relationships that I already have. And I really, I give a good service to my clients to the point where I know that they're going to, you know, let their friends know or let their friends, friends know, and I'll be somebody that they recommend. So that was really my approach um, with my marketing is being online and having a, a presence and sharing my message through social media. And then again, like nurturing the relationships that I have and kind of letting it grow organically that way. So again, like it depends on the business, but I do enjoy helping people market themselves in a way where it's they're being themselves yeah. and they're letting their, their service and their amazing products speak for itself. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different ways that you can do that. Like we have so much opportunity right now, right at our fingertips to, to really get started and even if you don't have a website yet, there's so many different little things that you can do. Like even just like getting on Instagram and starting to build, build a following and sharing what you're good at, what you're passionate about, or just even what you're curious about and sharing your journey. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people actually, um, I've come in contact with a few coaches recently that don't have a website. <laughs> I'm like, cool. I love that. It's refreshing, you know, to see that. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes, and I know for me, like similar to you, I had clients before I had Lady Alpha. So it's like, sometimes we, we start somewhere and then we build out, but I hear a lot of people yeah. going, Oh, I need to have this before I take on clients or before I sell that yeah. thing. And it's like, not necessarily. I mean, I've seen people on Facebook, you know, put up a post and then, you know, get some people together for a group or, or do whatever, yeah. launch a course or something. So, you know, really, yeah, that website doesn't have to be a stop, you know, that's yeah, great. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And then also just allow room for flexibility. Um, like again, even with my program, even though it's called 60 day, um, it really doesn't have to be done in the 60 days. Like I allow there's life happens. And at the end of the day, um, it's really up to the client. And like generally my, my sessions, like even for my 21 day program, which is more of a, a custom made one. Um, I have, I've had one client who, you know, they did the 21 pro day program over a span of a year. So like, it really depends on what your pace is and what you're comfortable with and just, allowing that room for flexibility of, of not having to rush through something. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, you know, I think like, I guess I'm just really curious because, you know, you're saying you're talking about the flexibility and like, you know, kind of being yourself. Right. And it's like, sometimes yeah. we can, we're so unaware, I guess, of like mm-hmm. who we are or like what kinds of things. Cause I've been having some conversations like this recently with a few friends and it becomes very like kind of confusing. Cause we're like, we're good at all of these things. So where yeah. do we start? <laughs> you know, do you, do you suggest sort of starting in, I guess one niche in a sense, and then kind of, you know, allowing your business to evolve or like, how do you generally seem to look at that? If we have like three or four things that we're good at or that yeah. we love to do or people come to us for. Um, yeah, I like it happening naturally. Um, I can relate to that as well. I saw a Ted talk about being a multi potentialite where you're good at 
multiple different things or that you enjoy and you're passionate about doing multiple different things. Um, and I find that when we put so much pressure to find that one thing, it kind of scares yeah. that one way. And that just the idea of that pressure, because that's what I was doing for so long when I mentioned like my quarter life breakthrough at 25 I had been like, okay, I got to find my one thing. I got to find my one thing. That's what's normal. That's what people do. That's how I can start a business is finding that one thing. And I found I had put so much pressure and I was chasing this idea of success that wasn't my own that I was really left just feeling more confused than ever. Um, and so when I finished the program that I was in, that was all about starting your business and self-employment, um, the first thing I did was, I took some time off. I had like two months. It was the summertime. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do absolutely nothing for the first time in my life and like garden. And like I got a cat and just like went to the beach all the time. And I gave myself some room to breathe. And that is when I really was able to pay attention to the signs of, hey, I keep having people ask me to help them with their business. And I finally got quiet enough to be like, this is the direction, this is where the wind is blowing me. And I'm finally quiet and still enough to listen to that and explore it. And it might take more than one um, thing for, for you to explore. Mm -hmm. There might be different avenues and then eventually one will click. So I think just to keep exploring and to follow your curiosity and just to do multiple different things, if that's what you enjoy until, until something actually sticks. Yeah, that's so good. I love what you said, like even taking the knee, you know, like taking a pause, <laughs> yeah. letting yourself like listen to that internal guide and get the signs, you know, because yeah, sometimes we're like, we're trying to force ourselves through the eye of a needle in a sense and being like, okay, just figure it out now. Yeah, it's just not yeah. really effective that way. So yeah, I love that you said that. I think that's one of the most powerful things we can do too, is like, just take a take a knee, you know, take a pause and just yeah. let yourself naturally create the path you know it doesn't have yeah. to be this forced and I think there's so many like branding exercises and you know all of these different things out there that make us like think yeah. about it and try to figure it out even harder when sometimes just taking yeah. a step back and getting quiet is the most powerful thing that we can actually do exactly you know? yeah I love it it's so good True. I know you were in Salulita not that long ago how do you like it there lots of yes, entrepreneurs I love hey? it. yeah I absolutely love it there um that's actually, I'll be going back there quite a bit. Um, when I was helping my sister before at the beginning, the main thing that we were doing, I think I mentioned, was bringing her business online so that she could travel. Yeah. And um, that's what she's doing now. So she's here for the summer, um, but come November, she'll be going back to Mexico, probably Salulita, and she'll be doing six months there and then coming back here and then maybe going some different places in between. But that's my plan too. I want to go and, and work with her there for a couple of months out of the year. And that's really how I designed my business as well to give me that freedom to do that. So when I was there last time, I got to, you know, I still got to um, keep up with my own business. And I, I did take some time off to enjoy it. But I still have the option of like all of my stuff is online. So I can coach people all through Skype and I can still travel and so that's what I'll be doing with her um, this year later on. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love Salulita. It's so awesome. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, you've been there? Yeah. 
Yeah, my, my boyfriend is um, from Mexico, so we go there quite often, and he's been looking at some properties and stuff there as well. And so I love Sayulita because the last time I was there, I just found there were so many people from Vancouver. Like, there was like a couple of people like, aren't you from Vancouver? I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. <laughs> like, there was a ton of people from Vancouver yeah, when I went there. Yeah. And yeah, it's just such a good vibe. Like, it really feels like home. It does, but it's still authentic. It still yes. has that very genuine Mexican feel, but it's, yeah. you know, it, and it's, it's got that smaller town vibe, but it's not, yeah. um, yeah, it's not like super Westernized or anything. And, yeah. and yet it still feels really homey and welcoming and warm and, and totally West coast vibe. So yeah, I love it there too. And I find it attracts a lot of entrepreneurs. And I think yeah. for a lot of us, like it seems to be the newer age business that we create too, is that we really want to have that freedom with the laptop kind of lifestyle. Yeah. So do you tend to yeah. work with a lot of people like that? Is that kind of the generally the the clients you attract or um most of the clients I attract are people in the creative fields so most of that will be yeah like online businesses um not all of them are into like the traveling like a lot of them have like a preset home base um but again it's it's mostly online people who are creative and like bloggers and authors or people into natural health um designers so yeah, a lot of it is is online based, um, but really it it varies so much. Cool. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I've loved learning more about what you do. Um, what is the best way for people to get connected with you and stuff? Um, well, on my website, um, if you go to the freebies section, you'll see that I have a free Facebook group called Design Your Success. Uh, that's really where I'll. I'll pop in on the daily and I have a really great um, community of women on there. We're very tight and um, a small group. Um, and so I would love to have people find me there um, as well as on Instagram. It's under design your success. And I really treat Instagram kind of like a mini blog. Um, I just share different things from behind the scenes or different blog posts that I have written or, um, breakthroughs with clients or just different things um on the daily love it yeah I've seen some of your stuff and that's how we got connected was through social media and mm -hmm. I always love that you know I keep saying to people I'm like you know like social media gets a little bit of a bad rep people are like oh I don't know everybody just shares their highlight <laughs> reels and stuff but if that's what you're looking for that's what you're gonna find yeah. but like there are so many incredible people that you can meet through social media you being one of them and so I'm just so so grateful for that so thank you so much for sharing your your thoughts and your wisdom and your your goodness with us today this has been so fun Thank you. I'm so glad that we connected and it's such an honor to be on your show. Yeah. Um, and I love, I love your social media too. And I totally agree with you. I feel like it can have that bad reputation, but it's all about how you use it. You know, if you're using it to compare yourself to other people and feel shitty, like then yeah. no, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, if you're no. using it to actually share your message and promote something good and to express yourself, then it's an amazing tool and it's an amazing opportunity that previous generations didn't have. So take advantage. Yeah, that's so true. So true. I love that you just said the comparison piece because like, holy moly, especially in the yeah. first two years of business, it can be pretty easy to fall yeah. into the comparison tunnel. Totally. <laughs>
Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. We were having a conversation in my group, the Lady Posse, and it was like, we were talking about, you know, comparison and how, like, we sometimes put things in place just so that we don't do that. Like, if I catch myself (laughs) going down that route, I'm like, oh, time to put the phone down, time to go and do, you know, one of these (laughs) things on my list, because it's like, it's so easy, but we don't see all the stuff that's behind the scenes too for that pe- person. Yeah. And we're just literally yeah. comparing ourselves to our own assumption of who we yeah. think they are, which is just <laughs> super disempowering for everybody. So it's so true. Yeah. It's so but really cool. just having that awareness, like you said, if you're aware of it and then you can catch yourself doing it, then that's a great way to just like even have a note on your laptop, like, okay, turn off now or stop scrolling right. just to kind of snap us out of like the the rabbit hole that we can go down. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Do you use any like specific kind of focus tools or anything that kind of keeps you kind of in the zone? Like, cause I know obviously you're, you know, you're building the business, you're doing your thing. Is there anything that you find really works for you? Um, again, like I'm a big pen and paper person. Like yeah. I do have like timers that I'll set and different tools that I will use. But at the end of the day, like when I really need to set a clear intention for what I need to work on and not be distracted, um, I'll have like my notepad open with like, what are the non-negotiables for today? And what do I need to complete before I can do my fun stuff? Um, But yeah, I mean, even I, I get distracted, especially by my cat who like (laughs) right there, like sitting on my laptop when I'm trying to type. Um, so sometimes it's just the environment, like actually like leaving, I work from home a lot, but I find that sometimes I just need to get out and either I'll go to the, the, um, the nutrition store that my sister manages and there's a nice big back room that I use as my office, or I'll go down to the beach and work and just kind of switch up the environment. Cause I feel like that makes such a big difference. Mm-hmm. So I was just talking about this with a girlfriend the other day. When you work down at the beach, do you have anything that stops the glare on your computer? Like, has this been invented yet? <laughs> I swear, like, why am no, I not seeing my this? Shadow. <laughs> I use my shadow to, to block right? the glare. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. not always the best, but um, I just, I'll do anything to be outside. But somebody needs to invent that. There yes. needs to be something because it's really difficult to see. I, I only do things like writing if yeah. I'm bringing my laptop because if I'm like, to design anything visual it's just like no, impossible it's a no-go. so what needs yeah. to happen if anybody's listening i mean i have the idea but i'm just i got other ideas that are more priority for me but mm-hmm. if you if you you know feel the nudge to create this you need to hire megan you need yeah. to go for this and create this glare whatever on your computer because seriously like we want to work outside and yeah. we can't do that so help us out yeah it just seems like such a great invention. I'm just so surprised nobody's done it. Maybe they have and they just didn't market it very well or something. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe Who knows? They start looking into it. Maybe they should start hiring Megan. <laughs> yeah. You know, they got to make that happen. So Yeah, I agree. Yeah. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. The last question that I love to ask everybody is, if you want to improve your life, do what? Or finish mm. the sentence is more not a question. <laughs> Um, you want to improve your life, um, embrace what makes you different, embrace what makes you weird and really use what you have and, um, follow your creativity and your passion. And just, it's the little things that add up to make a big difference. And it doesn't have to be grand right away. It doesn't have to be huge. I think 
starting small and just experimenting um, is a great way to improve your life and just through trial and error and working with people and surrounding yourself with people that um, inspire you. Yeah, so good. Mm, that was such a good answer. I loved all of that. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Megan. It was such a pleasure having you on the show. And for the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, if you have any questions for Megan or anything that you want to share with her, her contact info is in the show notes. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.